table. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWE AM 1100, iRadio Now, Radio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so. Hello, welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. What's going on? This is Ace of A and DNA. We're bringing the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. Call in 404-603-8770. It's the number to call in if you need the toll free, toll free number. 888-926-7562. If you're tuned in on Periscope or Facebook Live, you see we got some guests in the building. We got the newly formed Georgia Fire in the building. How y'all feeling? Feeling good. Feeling good. Thanks for having me. I need a little bit more energy than that, man. <laughs> Come on, this ain't this ain't seven a.m. This seven p.m. Hey, man, I had a long day, long day. Listen out, working long day. in the gym. You got the extra hour, didn't you? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't even think that was enough. That was enough. <laughs> yeah. We got Mr. Paul Smith Sinclair in the building. Uh, we'll start with you first, Paul. You've been playing basketball here in Atlanta for for quite some time. What made you decide to partnership and go with the Georgia Fire? Uh, like you said, you know, I've been in the Metro Atlanta area for a minute in the minor league basketball association. So uh, I was in the NABL for four years, played a little bit of the UBA, played one year of ABA, and I was reading into I was reading into the uh, ECBL, and like it stood out a lot to me some of the characteristics they had going on in that league, and I also looked at the teams and stuff like that. They didn't have a team in Atlanta, Georgia. So, you know, it came to my mind like, hey, I should start one. Be the first, you know, team out of Atlanta in the ECBL. So that's what I did. I joined the uh, Georgia Fire. I formed the Georgia Fire in 2019. Okay. And let everybody know, what is ECBL? Uh, East Coast Basketball League. It's the uh, Eastern States, uh, Georgia, South Carolina, North, North Carolina, and Virginia so far. Okay. And roughly how many teams are we talking about? Uh, this year is 22 teams. Wow. They was at 16. They added uh, six new teams this year, and we're one of them. Okay. So, Coach, how did you decide to, same question, step into this realm of coaching for the ECBL and the Georgia Fire? Well, uh, you know, some people, uh, good people that I know, uh, former players that I coached in college connected me with Paul. And, um, you know, I thought it was a great opportunity to come in and, and be a part of something special, you know, in the first year. And, and I see what Paul's uh, direction and his, uh, he's got a clear direction to where he wants to go with his team. And, you know, I want to be a part of people who are doing great things. So um, that's why. And I still, you know, love the game of basketball. Uh, you know, currently I'm not, you know, overseas. So while I'm here, you know, just be a part of this situation. So where were you before then? Uh, I was three years, last three years I was in Japan, head coach at uh, 
for the Saitama Broncos in the B League in Japan. Uh, before that, I was in Saudi Arabia, Dubai, uh, Qatar, uh, all in the Gulf. So uh, all over, huh? Yeah, and yeah. you decided to come to Atlanta after all of that. Well, I was, I, you know, <laughs> my my basketball career started in Atlanta. <laughs> Uh, basically, I started at, uh, which is now Kennesaw State, but I was at Southern Poly. And then, like, I was at Clark Atlanta and uh, uh, coached a little bit for the Atlanta Celtics Adidas program. So, uh, you know, I, I've been around Atlanta basketball for a minute. Awesome. Yeah. So you understand the landscape and everything when it comes to Atlanta basketball? Well, it's changed a lot since <laughs> I left. So a lot, it's a lot of new faces. It's a lot of different characters. Uh and this is just it's, the landscape has changed. The whole it's changed a lot. But uh, you know, I gotta uh, understand. I've been around this game all my life. It's a game I love. So you know, it's I understand. So any chance we're gonna get you to be a player coach, and no, you I'm, just I'm done. Coach? I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> too old. Too old. Knees are bad. You know, I'm done. I'm done. Oh, you ain't gonna let them get a few minutes in. Hey man, I can shoot it now. I was, I was, was, I was waiting for the, com <laughs> the competitive yeah, side yeah, to come put, out there. Put, I'm not gonna play D. Half <laughs> <laughs> hey, court, huh? Yeah, put, nah, <laughs> put me in the corner. I'm gonna stroke that thing. So, yeah. so that means you gotta give him a big lead now. Hey, got him. No I got big lead. Oh, oh, listen now. Uh, okay. I don't need a big lead. Got him a jersey ready. You got him a jersey ready. Got him a jersey ready. Okay, who are some of the players that you have on the team along with yourself? Uh, to be honest, the roster is open. Okay. Uh. We looking for players. We got our final tryout coming up November 9th. Uh, we'll be playing at Washington High School, uh, right off of Martin Luther King, intersecting with, uh, what's that? Uh, what's that right there? Right, I mean, it's close oh. by Clark. I can't right. think of the intersection right there, but we'll be playing over there. But as of right now, the roster is open. So we, we looking for guys. Open tryouts this Saturday? Yes, sir. Uh, from 4 to 7. From 4 to 7. Yeah. 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Yes, sir. Washington High School. Washington High School. Okay. What type of players are you looking for? Uh, just looking for guys with energy, uh, guys with good personality, uh, personalities, uh, team, team players, hard work, guys that's gonna commit, you know, to practice, being the games, being on time, you know, pushing each other to get better, just you know, coming to win with the right mindset. Okay. Now, uh, roughly how many games will you play this season? Uh, we will play 20. We'll have a 20-game roster. We'll play nine at home, and the rest will be on the road. It'll be nine to ten at home, and the rest on the road. Okay. These games will be on the weekend? Yeah, weekends. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. I'm trying to give, you know, potential players who are listening an uh, idea of what to expect you know, when they show up for the tryouts again, this Saturday, 4 to 7 in Washington Heights. Yes, sir. Now, before this, you just coming off a championship, right? Yeah, I'm just coming off a championship uh, with the Georgia Kings and the NABL, which, uh, you know, I've been the face of the NABL for four years. First two years started off with the Atlanta show. Uh, my first year there, got a championship with 19-0. and 0. Uh, Second year, we went back, but we was defeated. It's a team out of San Antonio. Uh, two-time MVP, two-time finals MVP. Uh, I'm the scoring champ of the league, uh, but also did repeated this season with the Georgia Kings. We went 19-0 and won the championship. So the, uh, both teams are out of Atlanta, Georgia, 
the only teams to go undefeated in that league. So, yeah. So, you, do you feel you still have something to prove? Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I still got something to prove. You know, I, you can never stop improving. Just keep getting better. And then with us being in a new league, uh, going to the ECBL, it's a team that's won the championship five times in a row. Oh, wow. So we're looking to go get that. Nobody has beat them. They're out of uh, South Carolina. So we're coming in it to win it. <laughs> coming in it to win it. Have you already started scouting coach? Yeah, we, you know. <laughs> We had uh, Paul put together first uh, tryout was a month ago. Yeah, September yeah. 28th. Yeah, and uh, it was some decent talent there. Yeah, decent talent there. Uh, this is a, a great opportunity. These leagues are a great opportunity for guys who are trying to play overseas to get film, uh, and that, which is the key. You know, a lot of guys contact me every day asking about how to get overseas, and this is a, a great opportunity to have some film and have some stats. And uh, so, you know, teams overseas can see what you can do. Because, uh, you know, you're just playing in these rec leagues, and nobody's going to take that seriously. So, you know, so this is a perfect opportunity for, to, if you want to advance your career to the next level and go overseas, this is a perfect opportunity. Speaking to that point, do you think that it's good for players to play in the summer league games as opposed to playing, we always see the clips on, you know, house of hoops and highlights of them playing at LA pickup game or, you know, at LA fitness or something. It's better to play in summer leagues? Uh, for me, when, you know, when agents or players send me tapes from summer leagues, I don't really take it seriously. Okay. You know, it's just not, re <laughs> I wouldn't say it's not real basketball, but it's kind of hard to tell what a player can do in a structured environment. And, uh, I look for more of, uh, you know, leagues like this, you know, uh, your, you know, your college or if you play somewhere else overseas because it's better for me to get a, it's, I can get a better assessment. You know, some leagues are, are difficult, I mean, because it's summer league, so it's going to be a lot of show, you know, so, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, the summer leagues are good, they're, no, right. they're good for the game, but uh, as far as me assessing a talent of wanting to break sign a guy, you know, I just can't really watch that. You know, and highlights. You know, guys, everybody looks good at highlights. So you know, I just need to see a full, full game. So. Yeah. You still have your connections overseas. Yeah, I still a lot. There's still a lot. Uh, in fact, uh, I'm you know I'm planning to go back, but you know I've been to a lot of different places, met a lot of different people. So uh, you know I still have my connections with agents and GMs. Uh, you know, in, in a lot of different places. Not just places I coach, but a lot of different places in Asia and the Middle East and, and Europe. So, What style of offense and defense do you typically run? Or can you give that information out? No, uh, for me, um, I consider myself more of a, I mean, that was, that was a knock on me in Japan was that I didn't really put much I didn't. Well, the player said I didn't. We didn't really work on defense much in practice. But <laughs> so you, Dan Tony, yeah, you got to score. You, you have to score. And my philosophy changed as a college coach, as a college assistant. You know, I was always working for guys, coaches that were more concerned about defense. So you know, I I went, I left overseas, thinking defense. But teams that you know you have, you know, they couldn't score. We had issues scoring. Yeah, we could stop people, but you can't score. So I just a lot of focus, a lot of my stuff, a lot of you know skill development, 
Uh, and then, you know, offensively, we just got to spread the floor. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm big on, you know, reading, playing in the concept, not not running plays, but playing in the concept. We have a concept, and then we have reads out the concept. So that that's just my thing. So uh, I like to score. <laughs> I, I, I like to score. So you become more guard heavy, huh? Well, not even guard heavy, but I like guys who can do multiple things at a certain size. Uh, you can do multiple things, and on the defensive end, I like to have certain size where we can switch, where a, a, a four man can guard a one, uh, a one can guard a four in the post, so we can be able to switch and do some things. And that's what I like defensively. Okay. You know, six seven, six eight, those type of guys, athletic and who can play multiple positions. Because the game is, is positionless now, you know, it's, that's that's the game, that's the game of basketball now. So, so now, who do you like watching play ball now, Paul? Uh, I mean, you know, I watch LeBron, you know, I like, you know, his knowledge of the game, you know, the way he play, get his team involved, his leadership. I mean, you know, some people say LeBron plays soft, he don't take over, but you know, it's a team game, you know. I think them games where he need to take over, he take over. Uh, I like Rondo, even though he's a vet. I love Rondo. I love his leadership. I like what he do. Uh, I watch Harden a little bit, even though he don't play no D. But he got to know how to score. You don't play no D. I know. I mean, we're going to keep it real I on don't. this show. I play, I, I play the passing lane, though. I play the passing lane. You know, I led, I, I, I led the lead in uh, steals two years straight. But, uh, yeah, I, I watch I watch those guys. I like KD. I watch uh, Giannis. So, I'm just all around, man. I'm all around. And speaking of that, you think we've gone more to people watch players more so than teams? Yeah, I, I think so. Because it's like, all right, if your player's on this team, you cheering for this team. If he leave, you're on the next team. Because look at look at. Look at Kevin Durant. That's the byproduct of how the players in the NBA, you know, quote unquote, it's a players league now. So they, they control their destiny more. So, mm-hmm. you know, two years, what, LeBron started that basically, only signing two-year deals until mm-hmm. you get to the max money. Right. And that, that moves you around. Now everybody's kind of doing that same thing as far as the league. I'm a traditionalist, man. You ride with the team, you ride with the team, you ride with the team. I You know, I like players, but I'd rather, right. I'd rather put – Plus, I ain't got that kind of money, man, to buy a Warriors jersey this year and next year gotta buy a Nets jersey. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. That's but like you said, it's a players' league now. Cause I mean, me growing up, just watching my favorite player was always Kevin Garnett. Yep. You know, I loved the Minnesota Timberwolves. Then when he went to Boston, I was a Boston fan. So then he left there and went to Brooklyn. I was a Brooklyn fan. So wherever Garnett went, that's why <laughs> that's I went. So like you said, now it's a players' league. So wherever your player go. But now, I mean, a lot of my players that I like, you know, retire. So I'm starting to see new guys. But now I'm just starting to look at it and learn as being a student, as so still playing the game, watching the teams that play the right way, watching the players that play the right way. So that's how I really look at the game now. Coach, uh, what, as far as how the, do you see the league and what you players or do you have a team? Uh, I don't have a team. I, I'm, I'm more of a. I can't watch when I watch the game. I just, I watch it because I'm trying to steal stuff. Like Paul said, I'm trying to learn. Uh, uh, but I'm I'm more, 
you know, I grew up in an era where, you know, you just, like like my, my guy was saying, you know, you followed your team, you know, and I, I was a, I like the bad boys, I, you know. So, and Isaiah and Joe Dumas, those dudes, they stayed with the Pistons for, you know, but now I, I think it's great for the league. I think it's great for players uh, because now they, like you said, you can control your own destiny, you control your own money. It's perfect, you know. They, they're, let, they're not letting owners and the league take advantage of them. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I watch the game just to try to watch and learn and, and try to get better as, as a coach. Any coaches that you like their style or pick up a few things from? Uh, I like Dan Tony. <laughs> I love Dan Tony. Uh, I like uh, I like a lot of what uh, what they were, what they're doing out in Brooklyn. Kenny Atkinson, I like a lot of his stuff. Uh, uh, defensively, I, I like uh, a lot of things that they're doing out there. And uh, what well, Pop I always like Pop and. Uh, Defensively, and then I watch a lot of Euro League. I, I, I watch a lot of Euro League. I, I, I probably watch more Euro League than NBA because uh, that's more where you know where I'm settled right. in as far as the FIBA rules and things of that nature. And plus, they run a lot of great stuff. It's just like the offensively stuff, the stuff that they're running offensively. Man, I just I love it. I love it. So I got a, co- I got a question for you from the coaching aspect. You mentioned you know it's becoming a positionless sport. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I get that, I understand that. Do you see anything coming back in the site and, and you know, coming back to a big man? So you look at this year, you got a, what's his name, Taco, mm-hmm. got picked up. Mm-hmm. Go back a, maybe a couple, last year, the year before, I forget, um, Dallas picked up the, a big guy from, from, from uh, What's that guy's name? Um, Porzingis? Yeah. Uh-huh. You, you know, well, so. He is stretched. Well, he is stretched, but I mean, but, you know, in cycles, you kind of see Phoenix, their number one pick. Well, he six, plays ten, more, six, more back to the basket a little bit. Correct, correct. So do you see any of that coming? I mean, I know the big guys now have to have mm-hmm. ball handling skills and things of that nature. they got to play like a guard to a degree or, or a forward. But do you see any of the Elijah ones, Patrick Ewins, you know, I won't I won't say Shaquille because it's, yeah. it's, he, he broke the mold, 7'2", 300 pounds or whatever the case may be, yeah. you know, but... I think everything comes back in a circle. Okay. Uh, but I think just now, when you look at kids now, and kids are doing having a lot of trainers, and so now they when they're with the trainers, they're they're doing multiple things, uh, fundamental wise. So big, uh, say I mean your traditional big, or your four, your three, your two. Everybody's doing the same thing now. So I think that's why the game now has changed, because now you know. I don't know about all of you, Paul. 29. Paul, 29. I'm 42. So, you know, when I was playing, you big, they just stuck you down the post. <laughs> and, you know, hey, you work on block stuff. You small, you work on guard stuff. But now kids are going to see trainers. And so a kid might be 6'7", six, 6'8", six, and he's outside working on guard stuff. So I just think that's why the game has changed. Gotcha. You know? Okay. Yeah. So because they're getting a the, the skill level. In a lot of different, they playing outside, they playing inside. They're just not stuck on the block. But I think, like you said, trends it's gonna come back around. And I, I bring that up because I went to the see the uh, Falcons. I went to see the Hawks the other night without Trey Young, and I just they didn't have they don't have any shooters. They got a whole bunch of scores, but no one seemed to want to go into the block. No one to see. No one playing Huter's with their back. the ba- only shooter. Who? Huter. Yeah, White I mean, guy. and yeah, and so he's not. I won't say he's not that good, but he's not. I'll leave him out there by himself. Unless I know he's hot, 
basically. You know what I mean? He, he got, he got, no, he got to prove to me he can make it before I send somebody out there. And that's kind of how they were treating him. Uh, he been hurt. That, I can pass right now. I get I'm not saying, I, but you, you get what I'm saying. That's, that's just how Miami played. It was like, oh, let him shoot it. And he missed the next two or three, and they didn't run nobody else for the rest of the night. But I'm like, no one on the team seemed to be able to go down in 15 foot mid range, slow the game down. I don't think Hunter you know. has built up enough. He hasn't won over the team enough to where he can go and do that yet. But I've seen that across the board, That's though. A, a you rookie. know what I mean? Hunter Just, can do it. He did it at Virginia, yeah. which is why they won the championship. But I don't know that they've given him the green light to go ahead and do that yet. I don't know. I just kind of want to see, you know, the mid-'80s comeback. Where you had to have this the old man that's on the porch saying, "Get off my lawn." To a <laughs> degree, yes, to a degree. And, that, and like I said, and I, but I understand the rules are changed. You can't foul as hard. They open the game up. They want to see more scoring. Can't touch. But, yeah, at all. with your hands on yeah. the body. But to me, that would be even more so, so why I would want to go to the to the basket. I yeah, want to, you know, I I want to play, you know, not some, not so much pound the ball, but. Have a move play out since I can't be that physical James, anymore. That's James Harden five out, <laughs> five out. Yeah. Either gonna score, get fouled, or he dishing it, throwing the log. Yeah, so you know, but well, we can't go back to the Pat Riley days of pounding it in and holding the ball in the post for seven seconds. Oh, no, like no, that. no, yeah, I understand yeah, that. I mean, that, but that's basketball. Yeah. That now that's yeah. that will never come back. But this whole team was. But that lineup the Knicks had, though, everybody was 6'10 and big. I didn't realize how big those guys was. Even the small guard, uh, Harper, them boys were still wide as this. <laughs> so, I mean, granted. Let me ask you, Coach, back to um, coaching in the Euro League. Did you see that kind of impact David Black would have? Black's a good coach. He's a very good coach. I just think, uh, you know, people think with co- coaching is hard. It's very hard. It's not a stable position. It's not a stable profession, and especially when you're overseas, it's a difficult, difficult job. Uh, you know, you gotta you gotta imagine like you're from one place, players are from one place, then you got your import players from another from America. It's it's difficult to blend those. You talk about culture. You talk about you know it's just a lot of things. It's, it's difficult, but Blatt, as far as a coach on the play, he's a very good coach, very good coach. But when you come into the NBA, uh, I mean, I've never been an NBA coach. I know I have some friends that been assistants or whatever. When you come into the NBA, when he came in the situation that he came in, that's a difficult situation with Brian. That was a difficult situation because now you got to be more of a, a manager, you, you know. You gotta be more of a manager, and uh, well, we can't say he did wrong. They were number, number, number one, one in the East. East. exactly. But he wasn't obviously he wasn't a great manager. Yeah, because yeah. they ran him up out of there. Yeah. So if he had come to any other team, he probably would still be in the NBA. Yeah, I think with less less pressure. Yes. Yeah. 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 He came into the Cavs with Bron, and you know that's that's tough. That's tough. It's, coaching is hard, man. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. People think it's easy. They think it's easy, but it's, it's hard. It's tough. Especially when you do it as that's your livelihood. Right. You know. So is, is it more X's and O's since you on the coaching side? Is it more X's and O's or is it more managing a personality? What level? Your I mean, level. any level. Well, any level. Your, any level. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, when I was in Japan. Well, what's the, what's the first thing that when you, for when you came into coaching, 
what was your expectation and then what did you realize immediately that you were dead wrong as far as what you thought it was going to be? So was it the X's and O's or was it the managing the people? Well, you got to think of a different level. I came in I came in as a 24-year-old, 25-year-old college assistant. And uh, that was more managing and my mistake as of that first year, I was friends with the guy. I mean, because I was their age. Yeah, yeah. I'm going out to the club with them and whatever. I'm hanging out. So the respect factor, they, they lost that. I'm like one of them now. And, uh, you know, the management side, I didn't get. But as I learned, as I went along, I got the management side. Uh, you got to have a balance. You know, uh, sometimes, you know, you, you got to have the X's no balance. And you got to have the management balance where guys can, re- they're not, well, they're not going to respect your, respect your X's and O's until they respect you as a manager. Okay. Yeah, so okay. you, you got to get that first. Same question to both of you. Luca or Trey Young? Luca. Luca tough. Luca. <laughs> Luca three yeah. ways, baby. Luca. Yeah, you know, he's he bigger than Trey Young. Like, I like Trey Young game, but Luca. Luca. I saw Luca as a, as a 15-year-old. That's what I was wondering. We, we being a, yeah. Tough. <laughs> Tough. He bad. Tough. That might have been the easiest question tonight, then. Well, we, got, we, got, we got a different engineer. We have a, it was our, uh, what's our first engineer? It's our, our, yeah. our other engineer that we have in. He, oh, he trained he, he young, young all day. He probably would have mute y'all mic if he was I know. here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm going Luca. Luca all day. What you say, Greg? Luca or Trey? Well, based on the last couple of games, I had to say Luca. <laughs> He's had a triple double the last couple of games, yeah. and he, he he might be an MVP candidate this year. Yeah, I, I think Luca to my to what I was asking earlier. He seems, and maybe this is something that happens in Euro Euro ball more so than the state side. Mm-hmm. He seems to have an all around game. You know, he has a mid mid game. He play with his back to the basket, but he also has the ball skills to get outside. You know, beyond the arc and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then you can't teach his body size. What is he? Uh, six seven. Six seven. Yeah. You know, so he can. Ain't solid too. Yeah, yeah. So I can switch him around to what you were saying, being a positionless uh, sport mm-hmm. now. I can switch him around. I can't do any of those things with Trey. You know what I mean? Either he's shooting it from the top Party. of the arc, or you know, <laughs> he's shooting it from Decatur. And and or you know, I won't say that's <laughs> it, but that's it. You know, or I would assume on the defensive side, you would try all your best to switch him off and get him on somebody bigger. Mm-hmm. And take advantage of them that way. You're not going to do that. You so can't much. do that with Luca. So, just from an overall perspective, but to your point, you always say it was. It was for the culture. It was for the culture. Why they when the Migos to- say they want Trey Young, <laughs> you go get Trey Young. So Migos. Yes. I'm just saying that's what happened. That's what happened. Before the draft, they were talking about they like Trey Young. So what does that tell you? Man, I'm telling you because they. They get the front row seats. They tell everybody else to go and, you know, support this guy. That's why. I'm taking Luca all day. I, I'm taking Luca. I, I want to win championships. And I, I And he had just won a championship, too. Yeah, he's a, he's a winner. He's, he's a yeah. winner. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to, we always talk about Oklahoma didn't even make the good. tournament. Lost their last 10 of 11. They made tournament. They put him in there because oh, they, they put him, they, they put him in there and got out of the first there. round. Which, right. You know what I mean? So, you know, I... Not to say Trey Young is that. No, good. no, 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 no. We just, just saying leveling the all the yeah. all the stuff that you had to go with yeah, both I'm players Luka all day. I'm taking Luca. Okay, I'm taking. You can stay. We're gonna take a break. We come back. We got more. This is DNA Sport Talk. This is 1100 AM. Be right back.
This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Don, the D and DNA. Make sure you check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time through TuneIn Radio, iRadio Now, and iHeartRadio. And make sure you check out DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than just a Hawks, Falcons, or Braves fan, get the latest and greatest sports news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NCAA, and NFL news and highlights. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta, 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroling from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. Have you been looking for a radio station that gives you sports? I don't believe it! It's a touchdown! Entertainment? Are you not entertained? And other special interest talk shows? Well, isn't that special? All on one app? Yo, that's dope. What app is that? It's the real 1100 AM app for WWE. Grab it for free in your Google Play or Apple App Store today. And now, back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE 1100 AM. Hello and welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. We're bringing the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. Once again, 404-603-8770 is the number to call in if you're tuned in visually. Still got Mr. Parks, Mr. Sinclair sitting in. And also right now we have Mr. Walker on the phone. Hello. How you doing? Good. How you feeling, man? I can't complain, man. I can't complain. How you doing? Doing good. Glad to have you. This is uh, Mr. Pro Athlete, Mr. Innovative Philosopher, <laughs> Mr. Athleticpreneur, Mr. Public Figure. Now, this is all stuff Do you told me to say. <laughs> I do a little bit of everything. Yes, sir. A little bit of everything. What's going on? Man, I can't complain right now. You probably hear in the background, you know, I'm at the gym. Got to stay ready so you have to get ready. Okay. Which gym are you at? 
I'm here in Virginia, so I'm here in Virginia Beach, and it's called the uh, JCC, the Jewish Community Center, so I'm okay. here getting it in. Okay. So what's, yeah. what's your schedule like the next few months? Man, that's a good question. So I'm going to be doing a, a little bit of guest speaking at some high schools. Um, I got a couple of more celebrity games they want me to play in, so I'm going to be doing those too. And other than that, man, I've been doing a lot of just traveling, just trying to see what else I can get into behind the scenes of basketball. So, yeah, still training too as well. So we're going to see how that goes. Well, if you uh, heard some of our interview earlier, the Georgia Fire right here. And yeah. uh, pretty sure that might be something. Oh, yeah, yeah. We go definitely, yeah. Exchange information and see how it goes. Sure. So when you're talking to local high school students, what are you, what's your main focus in trying to reach them? Uh, perseverance and not giving up and always keeping your options open. You know, they look at me, you know, 6869, and they see me, and they just think I'm a young black male, of course, but they see I'm nothing but an athlete, but they're all more than that. So I talked to them about overcoming a lot of obstacles, letting them know that it's going to be okay, you're not alone, and I'll never be afraid to speak up. Okay, very good. Now, uh, what celebrity games are you playing with? I know uh, a couple of years ago you were at the CIAA. Yeah, yeah, I was at the CIAA, and then they tried to get me playing at the BET Awards, but I have some uh, things going on. So right now they got a couple of, like, I don't, I'm not in the, I don't know if it's, like, which, you know, celebrity games are what's going on right now. So we're trying to get the details about that because, you know, we want to make sure that everybody's availability. So we're trying to see how, how that's going to go. But I'm always available, man, for sure. Okay. Now, how is it playing in those celebrity games? Man, for me, I'll, <laughs> it's a, you know, it's a, as you know, as you can see, like a couple of them, you know, it's just like people that, you know, just got, you know, celebrities. You know, they, they're not really athletes. So I kind I, I try not to go as hard, but it, it, it's hard for me to just take it easy because in between the lines, it's a different person. Have you ever played in one before, Paul? Yeah, I've played in a few celebrity games. I mean, you got some celebrity that can actually play, and then you got some that's just out there. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Basketball. But, yeah, I've played in a, a few of them. Like the past one I just played in was the Luda, the Luda Day. So, so it was, is it really that frustrating for you guys? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of cause course. Like, huh? Right, because, you know, as having that comp- competitive nature, like knowing that, like, Man, I can go out here and get 50 versus <laughs> yeah. These, yeah. these guys don't really hoop. And then yeah. guys like some of the celebrities that know you, they're like, man, stop playing around. <laughs> exactly. Go ahead. Exactly. Go ahead and cook. Exactly. Yeah, and majority of the ones that you're playing with, they be magicians. Right. So, they, you know, they when they in the studio, I'm pretty sure they don't take it easy. So, hey, look, this is my trade, man. You know, I do this for a living. You know what I mean? So, it's like, in between those lines, I'm going to go with your head top, and I'm going to go in front of your siblings, like your family member, your girlfriend, your wife. They're going to see you take this L. And they're going to probably get thought on, too, so you better take it easy. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Okay. How did you get started playing basketball? Man, uh, rest his soul, my uh, best friend's dad uh, put me into it. Like, he just had us out here playing in front of the, uh, the yard and um, in the driveway, matter of fact, and then we'll go to, like, the uh, the court. So, uh, luckily, where we stayed at, we had the street lights. So, I would just be out there until the police told me to just go home. So, other than that, man, that's when I fell in love with the game. And then the competitive nature, I just started to see, like, man, this might be easy. You know what I mean? And then I started getting taller and bigger. But I still, I, I, I wanted to play football too, but I didn't know 
at a young age, they can hit you back because I always play defense. So as I got taller, the coach wanted me to play wide receiver. And it's like, all right, coach, you ain't tell me they can hit me. <laughs> so I was like, man. So as I, so as I got taller and older, man, I hey, look, coach, hey, ever since then, I want to play basketball now. So, yeah. Okay. And you played high school? Yeah, I played uh, high school. Um, yeah, from from Virginia. So I went to school in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And uh Went there. I went went to school, uh, public school, and then from there, my ninth, my tenth grade year, I transferred to private school. And that's when I won like two championships. The rest is history. Okay. Lots of hello. Who else is from nah. Virginia Beach? I, that's a, not, I will. They got some prime athletes there in the Virginia yeah. Beach oh, area. They, football, I don't know yeah. what's in the water down there, <laughs> and the blue crabs or whatever. But they got some prime athletes that come yeah, out of that Virginia athlete. Beach area. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Football, man. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so we can Google your name on the Virginia Beach, huh? Yeah, man. You know, when uh, <laughs> you come out here, just bring my name. When they go, like, okay, well, just go to the community center. You're going to definitely see him in and getting it in. So that's why I be training that for sure. Okay. So now, um, do you want to transition more to public speaking when it comes to basketball? Yeah, of course, man. I still, of course, I love the game. Don't get me wrong. This game will always be my baby. But once I started hanging around the GMs and owners, the NBA teams, and the, um, the over internationally, and I started to see what's going on behind the scenes, it's like a different itch came out. It's like, man, I, it's cool to be with the guys that get the check. But I don't want to be sitting next to the dude that's around them. You know what I mean? So it, I just see it a little differently. But always, always love playing the game. So, we just gonna see how this going. So far, it's been a blessing and a gift. Okay, uh, Pop, do you see yourself transitioning to the coaching aspect? Yeah, I mean, I definitely see myself transitioning because I mean, these legs can't work forever. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna make them work as long <laughs> of as they can. But you know, as of now, like, you know, I've been coaching. Like, you know, I'll be having my women's team. Like, we travel, go play in tournaments, the little leagues here. You know, I train, you know, guys, you know, reach out to me. They like how I grind. So, you know, they want to get in the gym with me. So, you know, I teach them stuff, different stuff like that. So, you know, and I give my inspiration on, you know, what I've learned, what I've learned from others, what I've seen, what I've studied. So, you know, I've been working on it as I'm playing as well. So I definitely see that transition. Gotcha. Oh, Walker, we asked the guys here, um, who would you pick? With the first pick, Luca or Trey Young? Man, that's it's always gonna it's gonna be Luca. But if just imagine, I'm gonna ask you guys this question: If, if Trey Young was six seven, who would you choose? Mm. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. 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 You know, the, you we know don't the know what Trey Young will do at 6'7". Don't be splitting his. Right, yeah. Luca or Trey Young? Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He probably just talked to Trey the other day. See, come on, man. You got to be honest. <laughs> which one now? Luca or Trey? Which one? Oh, I'm going to go with Luca, man. Okay. You can't teach size, man. You can't teach size. Yeah. Um, also, um, who, what players do you like watching now? Or do you have a team? Oh, man. That's a good question. I was a, I was a little different growing up, man. I was growing up. It was all defense. I was one of those. I was love to play defense. Like, offense was not my thing for real until I got older, but. The guys I love to see, man, that's tough. Um, poetry and emotion, I love to see Anthony Davis. Um, I love to see um, who else, man, man, that's tough. Uh, the young, the young bulls, the young guys like 
the hungry ones like the Jalen Browns of the world. Um, I think I think Cam Reddish got a chance. I think he's something special. Um, who else? Um, that's it, man. That's about it, man. Those, those type of guys and uh, the teams. I love. The, I just love the game, man. So I ain't really have no team, but just to see these guys coming up, it's something. It's, it's something to see for sure. And it's gonna be a great season. I'm excited. Coach, you about to say? No, nah, I'm gonna just put it out there. KD, the best player in the world. KD is the best in the world. Best in the world. It's tough. KD over the best. Giannis. That's, oh, 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 yeah. Okay, no, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. KD the best. Over LeBron. Over LeBron. Hey, uh, if, I, if, I gotta, if I got to give it tough. to anybody besides Bron, I'm saying Kawhi. Kawhi. Kawhi is a whole different animal, mm. and he plays both ends. I mean, I like Kawhi because I watch Kawhi a lot, too, and yeah. I like Paul yeah. George. But Kawhi, yeah. that boy different. Yeah, he, he's, he's different. something special. I used to uh, When I used to live in L.A., we used to work out together, and he's something, he really something special. You remember when you was a kid and those kids that didn't, like, they just started crying out of nowhere and didn't make no move or fussing that they just standing there crying. You ain't want to mess with them type of kids. He's something, he's something <laughs> different like that. He didn't have a special life. He's something different like that. He's like, all right, bro, I don't know if he's going to try to kill. I don't know what he's trying to do. I don't know what he's going to do, bro. I'm going to stay away from him because he decided to blow the school up. So, yeah, he's something. He, Kyle, he's something actually yeah, something different. Wow, and I think, I think, I think, I think, Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think anybody that was in the position that he was in in San Antonio that was under the the the, the wing of the Tim Duncan's of the you know Tony Parker they got to mold their game around that and become that type of win MVPs and then go to a whole nother country, whole nother team and take them to a championship. Like I don't think nobody else is doing that out here. I don't think nobody had that in their blood. He's just something special. But Kawhi is special. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's something real different. He's something yeah, he's real special. different. Yeah. He's special, but KD is special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. KD. Yeah. KD. He, he's KD's up, a bucket. He, he's yeah. a walking bucket. He is. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I think a walking bucket, too. I, I think that to kind of go with, I think KD is, he's foot for the way the game is played now. You can't, you can't put hands on him. You can't touch him. You got to give him yeah. space. I think everything is toward KD. He's seven feet. That too. Right. But I, the old man in the building, See? you know what I mean? I probably would go toward Kawhi or LeBron or whatever because I just feel yeah. like, I, I, I put it this way. I feel Kawhi, LeBron, those guys' games can probably play in any era. I think yeah. KD's game is strictly for this era. I don't think LeBron I mean, yeah. can play in the, in the post, the previous well, I, era. Well, well, Only because... Physically, he can. Physically, he can. I don't mentally, know. Mentally, maybe not. But I'm just saying, we, the physicality of Kawhi, LeBron, those guys right. could probably could play in the 80s and get their hands, you know, hand checked. And, and, and I don't see that thin that thin frame of, of KD being able to play <laughs> in the 80s or early 90s. KD is KD, <laughs> So KD yeah. would be a yeah. tall Reggie Miller? No. Yeah, no, but at the same time, KD plays no differently though. <laughs> KD plays different. Like he don't really go down to the ball like that. So you know he's not gonna go down there and do too much banging with people. But when he throw that fishing rod out there, hey, you might as well hey go back on defense because we gonna eat because he got a whole bunch of fish he about to go get. You know what I'm saying? Because he barely he barely missed. Like it's ridiculous how he shoot that thing and just it's going in. Guarantee nine times out of ten he gonna hit that thing. And he's seven feet. <laughs> so you don't think. A a little taller Patrick Beverly in the <laughs> 80s, early uh-huh. 90s, 
wouldn't have given KD fits. Give him fits, but KD's a buddy. He's skilled. He's like. He's yeah. Still. So you you yeah. saying Katie okay. would have been able to adjust his game to, adjust to, his game. to he, however he they were playing? He can get a shot off any way he wants. Yeah. Okay. Anytime, yeah. any way he wants. He just yeah. You know, and that's hard. Yeah. A lot of people can't yeah. do that. A lot yeah. of people can score, but they can't yeah. get this shot where they want it when they want it. Katie they create it whenever they want to too. And he like he, I compare it to like grandma's uh, grandma's plate at Thanksgiving. Like it's everything on that plate gonna be great. Everything on that plate, from the biscuits, the rolls, to the yams, to the collard greens. He got everything on the plate. He got everything. He got size, agility. He got the lift. He's just an all-around man. He's something different. So, first pick. First pick, you taking KD? Today, right now. You got the first pick. You start your team. Who you taking? Oh, oh yeah. I'm taking him from Motor to Rodham. I'm going to go around him. Yeah, for sure. See Pleasant KD, that's who I'm taking. I'm gonna take Kawhi. You take yeah, I'm gonna take Kawhi. I'm gonna take Kawhi. I'm, you know, Kawhi plays to and, be better both ends of the floor. That's all. In this scenario, I'm taking. Yeah, Kawhi. yeah, yeah. I'm taking. Yeah, Kawhi. but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's one and one A. Don't get me wrong. That's a bucket. <laughs> yeah. Kawhi don't I mean, I mean Kawhi. I'm not. I'm not down with Kawhi. Right. But KD is like. Okay, here's my thing with Kawhi. I mean, he had his year. He had his great year. And not saying he's not a, a great player, but KD has carried some teams over the years. Mm-hmm. He's carried. Yeah, his kill switch different. He carried teams. He carried yeah. OKC. He, yeah. But he, he carried. He didn't OKC. do nothing in OKC like that besides score that thing. <laughs> you up 3 1. True. You got to end it. You see what I'm saying? True. I mean, you got to look at it like this how I look at it. The Warriors never needed Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant needed the Warriors. Right, they right, went, right. They went 73, 70, they won so without with, him. So with that analogy, that's how I feel about LeBron going to Miami. I thought LeBron needed to go to Miami in order to get whatever he needed to get out of, whatever yeah, he needed to get from, from see, Dwayne Wade. But it's a little different he there because all so, those free agents in Miami. Well, no, but I'm, yeah. I'm talking about the mentality that LeBron got from Dwayne Wade, whatever it was that he needed to get over the hump, whatever that right. was that he didn't get in Cleveland. Cleveland or, you know, coming straight from high school to the league, he got uh-huh. it. He got it in, I believe it, I'll put it this way, if he never went to Miami, LeBron probably would have only won one ring. Mm-hmm. So can we use this, can we use this same got, equation with, with um, Paul Pierce too? Did Paul Pierce need Kevin Garnett? Did he need Ray Allen? He needed them, right, for a ring, too, right? Yeah, nah, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he yeah. Did. You know what yeah. I mean? That's the yeah. same thing. Yeah. 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 But them was, like, he didn't, Bron didn't lose to these teams he went to. Like, mm, he, gotcha. the Warriors came to your backyard and beat you. That's just, right. like, I feel like okay. if I go, if I move to a new neighborhood, yeah. coming from my old neighborhood and some guys jump me, Instead of me going to get my homies and come back and get my mm-hmm. homies, I hey, bro, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna lay down. I'm with y'all. That's just, just yeah, having that yeah. competitive nature. Yeah, I know you want to win, but but the culture you know, is different, though. That's, I kids mean, that's are, true, kids, but the kids are different now. The culture is different. That, I mean, I just They're more friends. It was now. just hard. Yeah, it was yeah. just right. It was just hard to see that around my way. We hoop like, and it was like fights. Yeah, and like, all right, I'm not gonna go around his. With my man here, enjoy him. Like, like right. you said, right? We just had it. Like, even with AAU, like we had different 
we had an AAU team here, you had an AAU team here, you had an AAU team here. That's who you played with. You didn't go hop on with my man, who, and then right. we gonna form <laughs> one mega team. team and then, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So he, so, yeah. so I, I think we all so agree. So the coaches did. I, I think we all yeah. agree. He took the, he took the, took least, the easy, the, the yeah, easy the path easy to a championship. Right. So now, if he goes to Brooklyn, or he's in Brooklyn now, next year when he plays, next two years, if he gets a ring in Brook, in Brooklyn, or at least get them to the finals, finals. is all the Warriors stuff forgiven? I mean, I, I never blamed it for the Warriors. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't either. But I, do you think, perspective-wise, is, is everything is everything forgiven, or does he now earn the, the right that the respect that I think that he's still looking for from a wide variety of public perception? 50 because I mean, he took OKC there. I mean, with Westbrook, James Harden, yeah. Ibaka. Yeah. I mean, you know, I feel like he should have won one in OKC. That was coaching, though. I so, mean, we all we all know Scott Brooks can't coach out of a box. Well, out of I mean, a, out I, of a I always heard that. But, you know, me playing for some of the coaches that I've played with and won, like, some, like the coaches is giving you that concept. Like, they're not out there on the floor. You know, it, it's the group of guys that you got around you. So, long as we doing what the coach is telling us to do, and we are executing that, it, it's up to us. You know, because we could, even if it's a bad coach, we can make that coach look good. Because same thing, cause for me, I don't think Steve Kerr is just an excellent coach. Uh -huh. I just feel like he had the players around him. And he got good assistants. Yeah, yeah. So, I think Mike, Mike and the Brown players doesn't made, get enough credit for Right, for and the, the players side. and those assistant coaches made him look good. So, even though he was out there giving the XLOs, telling, you know, guys what to do, you know, if you got them guys that's going to, you know, listen, execute what the coaches are saying, it can be a good program. But if you got them guys that's, oh, I'm going to just do what I want to, it's coach fault. He yeah. telling us that now it's just looking like. Yeah, yeah. I got Mark, you. you agree with that? That's a good question. Here goes a scenario for you guys. And let me tell, tell me what you think. So I don't think Phil Jackson was ever a good coach. He just had great players around him. So he was a great manager. I think Larry Brown was an amazing coach, what he did with Iverson in that team. You know what I mean? You got to do. You got to be a different type of animal to do something like that to take them to the finals. You know what I mean? Not to win anything. I'm pretty sure we all want to win, but come on, man, that's something different. But it's hard. It's hard these days, man, because it's hard to man, it's hard to manage the KDs or the Kawhi Leonard's of the world because they already know what they want to do. Like they the superstars, they the team. So everything around them, you just got to make sure they good. Because I was told one of my coaches, he was telling me, um, matter of fact, Mike Mike Brown. I was the coach for the Knicks. He was telling me, like, uh, Carmelo Anthony, he's an amazing player, an amazing player, but it's, it's, it's he, he don't understand, he don't get it. You know what I mean? To fit the players around him, to fit his game, it's, it's tough because this is the time we had Amari Stoudemire. This is the time we had Tyson Chandler, the J.R. Smith of the world. It's a, it's a lot of different players on that team that was nutcases that had things going on, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you got to mold that around him. But, it's hard to deal with somebody that that you know everybody don't mesh. So that that that's beyond coaching because you like as, I'm pretty sure we all had to go through this when when we at high school, middle school, with high school in particular. He like a father figure. He that type of guy that's like, listen, I'm gonna give you that tough love, but at the same time, I want you to go out there and have fun. But we need to do it in a special manner. I just can't treat you different than I treat them. You know what I mean? Because they're gonna they're gonna receive it different. So some players you got to yell at, some players that motivate them, some players you got to talk soft to them, some you got to baby. So it's hard, like dude, my man said, he said it's hard to be a coach, but when you are, when you got that talent, it's you, man. It, I, that's why I still feel some type of way about Mark Jackson, but you know that's still no there. But yeah, mm. Mark Jackson's have a job. 
if, if he wants. Of him. course, of course. Of course. Sure. I, he should have a head job. He I think. I don't like think he built that that Golden State. Yeah. Yeah. State yeah. Area. Yeah. The way they did him was a little, you know, a little dirty, but that's still not there. So I don't think. How do y'all feel about Frank Vogel being the head coach over the the, the Ty Lues of the world and the Jackson kids, the Jason kids of the world? How y'all feel about that? Hold that thought. We're gonna take a break and come back. We're gonna come back gotcha. and discuss that. Gotcha. Frank Vogel over everybody. This is DNA Sports Talk. <laughs> Eleven hundred AM. We'll be right back. <laughs> The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WWE AM 1100 or DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than a Falcons, Hawks, and Braves fan, Check out the latest and greatest in sports and news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NFL, and NCAA News. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Orleans style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta, 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. Jackie Robinson, when you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroling from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. Hey folks, Handsome Josh is here to reveal some big news to all the AM 1100 listeners. I have an app. That's right, you can now check out all your favorite programs right here on The Real with The Real 1100 app. Whether it's sports, entertainment, or lifestyle, The Real 1100 definitely has you covered. So why don't you just tell me how much it's going to cost me? And here's the best part. It's available in your Google Play or Apple App Store, and it's free to download. Actually... You can count me in on this one. So download the Real 1100 app today and stay in tune with the Real. And now back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWE 1100 AM. 
Hello and welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. We're bringing the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. Once again, 404-603-8770 is number to call in. Also live on Periscope as well as Facebook. We're at the top of the hour in our show, so that means it's time for our prep sports. Mr. Damian Lewis, how we doing? Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Good, good. Good deal, good deal, man. Well, just wanted to check in with you guys and, uh, you know, keep you up to date on what's going on. And uh, I guess we can call this maybe the championship edition of the check-in because okay. this past weekend we had volleyball and cross-country state championship uh, that took place. And uh want to begin with volleyball. Uh, I mentioned to you all before that Walton would be looking to win their fifth straight, and that's exactly what they did. Wow. Uh, they defeated Lassiter. Uh, they swept them. Uh, best of five series. They, they took the first three sets for their fifth straight title, their 14th in school history. Um, on to 5A, where McIntosh defeated their rival, Whitewater, for their third straight title, and then down to 3A, Pace, uh, in a rematch of last year's championship game, defeated Westminster for their third straight title. Uh, other mentions are uh, Alatuna, who won 6A, and um, and uh, Blessed Trinity, who knocked off the defending champs, uh, St. Pius, in 4A. So congratulations to all the state champs up there on the volleyball side. In cross-country, 3A, guys, Westminster's boys won their 27th state title while the girls won their 32nd straight title on the girls' side. It Wait a minute, hold on. Slow down, slow title. down, slow down. <laughs> Say that real slow for everybody in the back. Who are they playing up there? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's every 3A school in the state, all those runners in the state. And, yeah, they, that I mean, they, they're clearly uh, cross-country um factory over there at Westminster. So on the girls' side, not only was it their 32nd, but it was also their 7th straight. And uh, individually, Myra Cervasa, she won the girls' uh, individual 3A. Uh, she runs for Westminster in a time of 1949. So big day for Westminster in cross country. Okay. All right, and uh, let's get on down to the gridiron, guys. As we head into the final week of regular football, yep. only one Georgia team ranked in USA Today's Super 25 rankings for Week 11, and that, believe it or not, is Lounge. Now, what I did find interesting is that McKeecher never once was mentioned on a national level, and they beat Marietta. Uh, you know they they they're going to win their region. They're undefeated, so it's going to be interesting. But I st- I kind of I know I, I, in the beginning I I told you all McEachern was one of my favorites to possibly win seven A right. uh, between them and uh, Marietta. I still have them up there. I hope so. I put fifty dollars on them to win, so I'm gonna need my fifty <laughs> back if they lose. <laughs> so uh, we'll see how that goes. Now a couple of region implication games going on this weekend for a few uh, teams. Down in region, uh, in Class 5A Region 4, Stockbridge, they will need to, they take on Jones County this weekend. Jones County is going to probably outright win the region. They're 6-0 in the region. Uh, they've already beat Dutchtown. Dutchtown's only got one loss, but Stockbridge will need to beat Jones County. They'll need Ola to lose to Eagles Landing, and they need Union Grove to lose to Woodland in order to hold on to the fourth and final spot in the region. Um, so that's going to be a big game for them because Jones County, again, undefeated. Um, so Stockbridge is going to have to really uh, put their foot on the gas to try to get this win. 
in Class 7A, Region 8, Archer, uh, they will take on Shiloh. They will need to win uh, in order to secure seconds in their region. That's 7A, Region 8. Uh, so they come in behind uh, Grayson. And then Shiloh, on the other side of that game, they would need to win to hold on to the fourth and final spot. So both teams are going to be... Uh, Coming in hungry, uh, obviously Shiloh even more so because a, a loss for Archer would still keep them in the uh, playoffs. But Shiloh, a loss for them would knock them completely out. And then in 5A Region 3, this is a good one. We got Stars Mill, Griffin, and Riverdale all coming in at 4-1. and one. Stars Mill, they're going to win the region. They take on Fayette County this week. Unfortunately, is uh, 0-5 in region play. Uh, but Griffin and Riverdale actually play each other. So, winner gets second place. Uh, loser will take the third spot in the final region standing. So, a few big games uh, with some, some, you know, as you come down to the end here with, you know, big region implications uh, for some. So, going to be a lot of exciting football this weekend. And then, uh, just on a side note, guys, we're officially in basketball season. Uh, I'll be talking to a few teams this uh, this week, uh, including Miller Grove, who's won several state titles, uh, Westlake Girls, who won back-to-back. So, uh, you know, get ready for hoops, man. We get, it's, it's that time. Hey, sounds good. So, once again, the football championships will be held at Georgia State. Correct. This year, correct. They have moved to Georgia State, which is going to be interesting. This will be the first time they've been outdoors since uh, 1992 when they moved mm-hmm. into the Georgia Dome. I think it'll be. I think it'll be. I think it. Well, well it's cheaper. That's why they yeah. had to go to Georgia State. They couldn't afford to be in State. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, it's cheaper. But and here's the other thing. Um, you know, for whatever reason, they got it for the whole weekend. So for whatever reason, if there's another weather issue. Uh, they could still, you know, whereas before they couldn't re-redo the games in the game in the, in the bins because there was other stuff scheduled. I think the Falcons or the soccer team or somebody still was going that Saturday, and then they don't play on Sundays. So uh, at least with this, for whatever reason, should something happen to the Friday games, they could still, you know, find a way to squeeze everything in on Saturday. Gotcha. Well, I mean, listen, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium might be open real soon anyway, you know, for the latter half. Of, <laughs> so, you know, no, they it, might be able to know, split it up. It would be better games on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, they got, yeah they got, and then that too. You got to start a, 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 a plate to pass around to get, right. to, get, to get them churches back on both sides. <laughs> Off the Blank Foundation, you gotta you gotta put some money down, baby. They already gave them the money. You gotta give it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With interest. <laughs> uh, so let, let me ask you real quickly. So the volleyball, where do they play those? Is it at the whoever team has the best record? No. So with volleyball, when it comes down to the state championship, the last couple of years they've only played them. Uh, they pick two locations uh, and they split it up because you got eight classifications. So uh, they do four matches over at Keetern and then the other four over at Marietta High School. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, and then cross country they run out in Carrollton at Carrollton High School. It's a very hilly course. Um, so uh, and, and they've been running that out there for. Oh, God knows how long now, but uh, forever, it seems. So that's where they hold the cross-country championships at. And softball is? Softball, for whatever reason, is always in Columbus, Georgia. And I actually got a chance to go down there this year. Uh, They have a a large softball complex 
uh, right down there in Columbus. So they hold it down in, in Columbus. I heard you were down there. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh -huh. That's all right. I know. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go. So I got, yep. to, got to check it out a little bit. <laughs> and unfortunately, you know, with them, uh, they had on Saturday, which was the championship day, they had rain delays last Saturday. Mm -hmm. So what ended up happening, only one classification uh, got a champion crowned on Saturday. Everybody else had to play on Monday. And so with that being said, they actually did have to play with whoever was the team that had no losses throughout the tournament. Uh, they, that team got the home field advantage. And most of the games did get started. So a lot of them were just picking up. There was a couple of picking up in the third inning. There was one, I want to say Grayson. And uh, uh, who did Grayson lose to? I can't uh, forgive me. But theirs was already in, had made it all the way to the sixth inning. So, you know, they only had another inning to go. So most of the games had already gotten underway, but the rain they had two delays, so they had to move them. And for whatever reason, you know, Georgia's rule, you know, the high school association, they don't play on Sundays, which I would think they would list that in a championship situation, but they, they, stay, they stay true to it. Chick-fil-A, baby. Yeah. <laughs> You'll come back hey, well, on you Monday. Hey, well, you see what Popeye, Popeye's done came back with that sandwich, and they opened on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you, David. How, let everybody know how they can reach you, man. Yes, definitely, man. On Twitter at PS underscore nation underscore Instagram, Prep Sports Nation underscore. And then, of course, you can log on to the website, prepsportsnation.net, and visit us on Google us, uh, Prep Sports Nation. All right. I always appreciate you. Talk to you next week, man. Next week. Yes, sir. Thanks, guys. Appreciate All right, it. Thanks. All right. So that is your Georgia High School Association uh, update for the week. Um, but we before we went to break, everybody still here? We were asking yes. about Frank Vogel or everybody else <laughs> on the squad. Walker, we start with you. You like Frank Vogel? Go ahead. Go. Oh, <laughs> you still have my fault. Um, you know, I never really watched many of his teams. Uh, I know he did a great job at Atlanta. <laughs> With the Pacers, uh, he struggled a little bit in Orlando. They didn't have much talent. So we'll see. I mean, you're giving the keys with, I mean, basically he's giving a, a Lamborghini key, you know. You got LeBron, Anthony Davis. So you got a lot of pieces to work with. And they did a great job signing players. So, uh, you know, I think the Danny Green signing was, was a good signing. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that might have been the most important uh, signing. Dwight is playing. Well. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, Dwight is playing well. I seen it. Uh, well, how long? That's the question for me. When they, like with Brian and Rondo and all them going, like just the great leadership that they have, I felt like they could mold Dwight back to, you know, his old self or somewhere close. Because, I mean, he just had two back-to-back double-doubles. Yeah. I mean, he's not really looking to score. He's looking to rebound, you know, play defense, block shots, like just be that big man there on the defensive end and win. He just want to win. So... I think he's doing it. Like I thought when they when he went there, I was like, "Oh, Dwight's gonna be a whole different player." Yeah, I, I didn't see this Dwight. Yeah, I saw seven and five Dwight, point five blocks a game, not fourteen and thirteen and two yeah. blocks a game, and hustling on both ends of the court. No pressure for him. No pressure. He didn't have any pressure before. When he was in Atlanta, he didn't have any pressure. Because that was, at that time, it was supposed to be his last stop, was coming here to Atlanta. 
Yeah, but coming so, back home is hard. It's difficult for guys. It is. Yeah. But he was here long enough to. Yeah. To. And he was older. I think he was unlike a Josh uh, Smith. I think he was the focal point more than than what I, he was more of the focal point than Atlanta initially led off to be. I, th- I think you I thought think, they put more. I think they put, I think they put more on more. him to do more. Well, the whitehead. I think he realized now that he had to, he had to change his game. You know, he lost weight. Uh, his body's different. He lost weight. Uh, you know, before early in his career, when the first time he went to the Lakers, when they had Dan Tony, you know, Dwight was saying he, he wasn't a pick and roll guy, and now the league is, is pick and roll. You know, so I think he's really focused on uh, what's, the word, what's the word I'm looking for. He, you know, he's adapting to how the league is now. So. I but think he's still um, So we were talking about <laughs> at what point do you think uh, Jason Kidd will be the head coach, or is Frank Vogel gonna keep the head coaching job? Uh, that's a tough one. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good, but that's a good. You know, it's it's, it's really uh, you know a lot. A lot of coaches have egos, and uh, you know it really says a lot about Vogel for him to be able to take because he's got two head coaches on the staff. He's got Jason Kidd, and then he's got the guy who was in Brooklyn. Uh, what was it, Hollis? Uh, I forgot. Lionel Hollis? Yeah. Yeah. So he's got two head coaches on his staff. But I, I don't think I don't I don't think Hollins is the guy that would want to take his job. Jason Kidd the guy that wanna take that take the job. You know what I mean? So like you know, I, <laughs> so you know, I I think I think laying in wait. Yeah, I think as long as they winning, everything is good. I think I think I think yeah. I think as soon as they have a three or four game, that's the test for me. They have a three or four game losing streak. If they come to the East Coast and you know, or or they they have a losing streak against sub five hundred teams. They five and one now, but they ain't really beat nobody. They they and out the gate they lost to the Clippers, but that's out the gate the first game of the season. So, but if they they run into their first three-game losing streak, or if somebody gets hurt, and then, you know, that's, that's I guess that'll be the key to see how much of a manager he is when compared to an X and O. Mm-hmm. The Lakers deep, though. They deep. Yeah, they did an excellent job recovering they after deep. they didn't get Kawhi. Yeah. I give them credit for that. Lincoln did an excellent job making something out of nothing mm-hmm. at that point. But I get, I, I'm surprised they 5-1. and one. I, I really thought they would have been like 500. I just thought it took time for them to mesh, you know, and uh, you know, so to be five and one, top of the West, across the board is. Uh, but they shouldn't right. have beat Dallas the other night, though. No, they got the, cheated out of that. White, Dallas the, got cheated. The White held, wow. spend them, did everything for uh, Curry not to get to the corner to at least contest right. that shot. So you know, that's a great screen. <laughs> oh, spoken like that's, a true coach. That's, that's a great screen. Good, good hammer screen. That's, 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 how, you, that's, hammer that's screen. how you draw it up. Yeah, that's a good Grab hammer. Grab the whole jersey. Good hammer. <laughs> that was a great screen. Good hammer action. The Walker, you still there? Yeah, yeah. I'm over here just listening. You know? <laughs> we're going yeah. uh, to start with you first. Who do you like in the East? Mm, that's tough. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with. Hmm. I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Bucks, man. I'm gonna go with the Bucks. I like what they got going over there. I like how, you know, uh, 
I did. I didn't like the Brogdon trade. I'm a little still upset about that. And I still, I still need, I still need Chris Middleton to prove something. We're gonna give you all that money because I'm going off what you did in the USA game. But here, I'm gonna let you slide. And um, um, I like Boston. I like, I like what Boston did. You know, even though I think Michael Jordan should have paid him, but hey, he should have paid that man. But that's here or there. But yeah, I think I like the Bucks, man. I like the Bucks. And just to touch, just to touch in on um, the Frank Fogel situation is like I feel like. You fired Luke Walton because y'all said he wasn't championship worthy for that team. But you brought in Frank Fogel that didn't win a championship at all and didn't even play the game as a, as a player. So when you talk about firing Luke Walton, he played with the greats, with the Kobe and the Shaquille O'Neal, and won championships. And he had a, there was a lot of egos and a lot of uh, attitudes and personalities on that Lakers team. So he would know how to handle that. And, that's, and he's younger. You know what I mean? So he can better handle the Dwight Howards, the Boogie Cousins. He can handle the Kuzmas. He can handle the Troy Daniels of the world. You know, he can handle those type of attitudes. But, you know, and and and, and one of my coaches asked me this morning, he was like, how you feel about the NBA? Do you think there's any loss? You know, and it's like, man, that's a good question because Lou Walton played for the Lakers. You know what I mean? And y'all just, you know, gave him this cheap end of the stick. But at the same time, you know, I'm glad he got a good job, even though, you know, Sacramento would have been perfect for, you know, the Toronto Lou's of the world and, you know, the Jason kids. But, hey. You know, when you got you got two head coaches sitting on the sidelines, and when it's in that situation where one of them want to say something because I've been in that head coaching situation, it's like, man, Fogo, let me, ooh, you, you, that, that head coach itch come out of nowhere. But, you know, as you've been in the coach, you got to sit back, relax, and take that L. But it's like, man, that's tough. Coach Master, you were assistant coach. That's the easiest chair you can be in. Is it? The easiest. <laughs> no, I mean every head coach I said work for it, always told me that's it should since the coach you go home and sleep the head coach and I've been I've been to both sides the last yeah. ten years I've been a head coach and you don't sleep win or lose you don't sleep yeah since the coach go home he he sleep <laughs> he going out he chilling <laughs> head coach yeah. you don't sleep you don't you do not sleep because you're yeah, thinking and- about so much. You think mm. about this. You think about this guy. What about this guy? Is what's what we gonna run against this? You know, you don't sleep as a head coach. Sister yeah. coach, he do his job. Check check off his box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of clock in, clock people out. don't understand yeah. in the NBA. On the NBA coaches, head coaches, they don't get to bring who they want on the team. Like the team brings the assistant coaches. Unless you gotta know who you know who you know. But other than that, you come in as a head coach, and then they're gonna bring the pieces around you. So you gotta be. You probably bring one dude in there, but he's gonna be like a player, a player uh, operation guy. But other than that, it's like you get you get you get the, get what we give you. So it's like that's tough too. But if you are a good assistant, you yeah. know if you if you work hard and you put in the work, you are gonna make that head coach look good, yeah. and then exactly. that's gonna prepare your career. Exactly. Right? But if you just exactly. want these guys to just come in and you know. Exactly. Do what you you know. Just do the bare minimum. And, of course. You know you're of gonna be the, you, you're gonna go home and sleep at night. But you yeah, know, uh, of course. That that head coaching job that's that's a that's pressure. You. Yeah, and I, I appreciate what they're doing in the league now. They're starting to hire more mental health counselors for these teams because, of course, <laughs> these guys these guys they humans too, and they go through a lot. And you know, a lot of are young in this league. This league is totally different. Like my coach, uh, one of my mentors earlier, Chucky Brown. He was telling me like, "Yo, um, who? I don't know who on the Golden State Warriors right now. Like, I don't know who's even on the team. I remember I know Willie Collins fine, but who else is these guys? You know what Everybody I mean? Like, hurt. The, right. the game is changing. Players are coming in and out, and we need 
it, it's a young league, man. We, I'm glad they're doing that. Cause we, we need it. We need it because, like I said, we all have lives. We're trying to figure it out, and we're trying to be champions, but it's tough. Who you like in the East? Philly. Philly? Philly. I'm going to ask you one question for that. How long is Embiid going to be healthy? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, but... this, this, this is I don't know, but I like Philly. I like Philly. Well, you gotta stop fighting first. Well, I thought Ben Simmons did all the dirty work for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's throwing punches. You gotta let him wrestle. Yeah, wrestle. I mean, I like Philly and I like Milwaukee. But it's like a, seems like a little toss in the East. Because, I mean, Boston could do something as well, so. Oh no! Only reason yeah. why I say Boston possibly this year because I think Brad Stevens does better when he doesn't have a superstar like a Kyrie. Mm-hmm. So now he goes back to his Butler days, so to speak, when he can have good players, but now he can motivate them and drive in the direction that he wants them to go. I'm gonna keep the theme. What you learned about him was he's not a he's not a manager. He's, he's an X and O. Yeah. Like if yeah. I had, if I had to, you know, you had to drop a play, drop a play or whatever. I, I want to have Brad Stevens, but now if you want a guy that's going to manage, manage egos, manage egos, he's he's not. I, I always thought I said last year, the year before, I didn't think he put his foot down with so many guys. At some point, he needed to choose what his rotation was, and he never chose his rotation. What helped him choose the rotation was injuries, but he never chose his rotation. And so last season, when everybody stayed healthy for the most part. It showed that he 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 didn't he didn't make that hard decision. You know what? You got to sit down. Let me help you. And let me explain to you why you got to sit down and why I'm going to go with this six. You, exactly. You, you agree right. with me as far as the Brad Stevens comparison for this past season with everybody being healthy, what? him him being being able to have ten deep and they not mm-hmm. not go as far as you thought everybody thought they would. It's kind of hard. I really didn't get to see a lot of regular season last season. Got gotcha. didn't. Be honest, yeah. I didn't. I was in the mix of with, with the youth. Well, I got you. Well, I'm gonna go with my theory then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for some backup a little bit, but he, um, but yeah, I just feel, but based on you know what you're saying as far as being a manager, being the X and O's, I just think Brad Stevens is more X's and O's than he is mana, managerial when it comes to players. Yeah, and he, and he leaves a lot of that to Danny Ainge from yeah. the GM perspective. Yeah, it's hard when you bring it because I feel like they brought in the same player, low key. Like Kyrie and Kim was damn near the same player. All they want to do is come in and run some offense. But with Kyrie, he's just a little more, he more advanced than Kimball. And I think this would make him, like Kyrie really mess the whole Celtics team up. It's like once he crumbles, you're going to give it to these young guys to take over. Like I don't really trust Jason Tatum in, in that limelight. I don't trust Jalen Brown in that limelight. You need to give it to Kyrie. You that guy. You've been behind LeBron. He taught you. He gave the keys. He let you do it. And oh, I need no, you to prove. Wow. I need you to prove. Like, that's I think tough. I was better without him. You think so the what? Celtics was better without Kyrie? I think Kyrie's the head yeah. case. Well, yeah, he already I mean, said that. And, 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 and I think, I, I think KD a head case, The only too. reason, like. And so oh, don't talk about listen, KD. Listen. <laughs> and, and I, I, I want to see how it works out That's next season guy. with both, yeah. you know, both of those guys playing with it. I think they're two head cases. I, you know, I just think Kyrie ball dominant. Like, you know, he likes to play with the ball a lot. Cause, Question. I, mean, I got one for y'all. Who coming out of the Who coming out of the West when it, when it come down? Because you know the preseason, the season is totally different than the playoffs. I got the Lakers. So who coming out of the West? You I got, got the, the Lakers. Lakers. As long as they stay so, healthy, I got the Lakers. 
I got the Clippers. That's what, I'm going. So with, you, I'm going with Doc Rivers. I got I, Doc I, Rivers a better coach yeah. than uh than uh that's tough. Frank Vogel that's tough. and Kid and Kid and Hollins. <laughs> All of so, so I got Man. another question for y'all. So you think? So y'all think that with everything that the Lakers got going on, y'all gonna trust AD when it, when Brown giving the ball in the ISO the whole the whole game? Because that's all he do is ISO. It's not one it's chance not, shot. It's not gonna be Brown giving him the ball. It's gonna be playoff Rondo. Mm. It's going to be playoff. Thing. But it's, it's the same play- thing. Give hey. AD the ball and isolate it. And let AD do what we he seen do. what AD and Rondo did with the Pelicans that year. Yeah. Them yeah. boys was yeah. tough. Yeah. And they was AC, right? They was AC. Hey, look. We, hey, listen. We, uh, we, hey, we in the lake show now. Oh, that's exactly. So that's what I'm saying. I, 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 and they got Brun. I, I, I think I – think, I mean, you got to get everybody. That's all cool. No, nah, they, you got – they don't be involved. Yeah. You know Rondo going to do that. And, I, I, he, and they and Bron well, got yeah, shooters. Rondo doesn't look the score, so I right. give you that far. That's what they waiting on. I'm going with Milwaukee out the East because they got the two things that you got to have in the league. Just always got to have. You got to have a superstar. You got to have a, a, a real good. And coach. everybody accept their role over there too. I love that yeah. over there. So I, that's why I got Milwaukee out the East. Um, I get it with with Philly. I, I understand, but was Ben Simmons going to take a shot? Greg, has you, has, you, has you taken a three? Has Ben Simmons shot a three yet this year? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but he did a whole bunch of it on highlights. So he was a GM. Who you keeping? Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons? I, 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 I'm, I'm keeping Embiid. That's tough. That's I'm keeping Embiid, but so he I'm is going, a pro, though. I know. I just got to pray for his health. That's all. <laughs> so I'm going with Milwaukee now. Out the out the West. I'm going Clippers. But I think the team that everybody's just kind of skipping over and not want to talk about or whatever, I think it's the Nuggets. Denver. I, I think like I, the Nuggets. I, I like I, the I Nuggets, like but I don't. Mm, they might have learned from last year. I, I'm talking that's about just, Mike, just, yeah. just for this year. Just for this year. I think I think Brian like said Brian ain't worried about the seed. He worried about that postseason. I think he make it to the playoffs. Yeah. Because I don't know. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I like Utah looking good. Like you said, yeah. Utah the, the and the Nuggets. You see what I'm saying? I don't yeah. know. I mean, Trailblazers are a little shaky, but you know they mm-hmm. they gonna be in the playoffs. They're but the playoffs. You, like you yeah. said, Utah. I mean, Dallas. Like you said, Dallas. That's Dallas solid. looking solid. good. They yeah. solid. Yeah. They can sneak around and be. No, no, no one's walking yeah. through nothing. I just feel. Right. Yeah. I feel when it comes to. I feel when it comes to the Lakers. I think the Lakers are next year. Nah, that's just. Ooh, that's tough. I, I think. They, I think they next. They year. They already had they. That last you know, they, year. Right. This this the year. It's all a matchup. I feel if the Lakers play Dallas, Dallas would probably beat them in a seven game series. However, yeah. Dallas yeah. could okay. beat Denver in a seven game series. So okay. it'll be whoever you get matched up with and you gotta hope got that them. you get the good draw of a team that you play that you match up best with. If the Lakers play Dallas, I got I got the Lakers in five or six. I got Dallas. I got the Lakers in five or six. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Y'all put a lot of pressure on Luca right now. It's gonna be. (laughs) It's gonna be. I'm going with the Joker. You got a movie out. (laughs) (laughs) They got a movie out. I'm going with the Joker. The the playoffs gonna be real interesting this year. Yeah, on both sides. Yeah, on both sides. Everybody. Yeah, go ahead. No, the the East is. Granted, they they they're top four heavy. We asked for the last mm-hmm. few years, they've been mm-hmm. top two heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's the top four? And, and then the um, you can put Indiana, Indiana, Boston, okay. and then you got Boston, and Boston, uh-huh. and then you got Philadelphia, and Milwaukee. Yeah, and then you know your your bottom four. You can't count out the Miami Heat, Heat now. Exactly. Yes, yeah, so yeah, they've been hooping. They yeah. go five. They you know what I mean? So they, you know, just it's, it's going to be it's the, open. The, the seven and eight seed are going to be, you know, still real low, but. 
they got some more parity on the East. Where you, you know now the, uh-huh. the West is to what you're saying about it's all about matchups. I don't want I don't want to face Pop in the first round. Yeah. You know what I mean? If Pop is a six seed or a seven seed Spurs, you don't want to. That ain't an easy out. Yeah. Utah. Yeah, that's tough. You know, I can't even name five players right yeah. now, but I know they're going to come play. I think, I think right. Portland's going to wind up being a three seed. Everybody got game. Yeah. Portland. Man, they get, they get, the Rockets. They, they, they win. Yeah. Well, Portland get that December <laughs> through January where they, they go 16 out of 18, you know, before you, you look up and they, they, sit mm-hmm. at, they sit in that three. So it's just the West one through nine. It's going to be yeah. going to be tough. Now. I think the West teams is stacked with a whole bunch of scores. So people forget Dwight Howard is still a hundred million dollar man. He's still going for twenty and twenty now. You know what I mean? Like he's still a bucket. Boogie can do that too. Then you got some killers over there with the Clippers. Then you got some killers over there with the Houston. But it's going to be one of those superstars who have to really take that back seat and let. I'm gonna just co-sign it. I'm just gonna keep going. I'm gonna I'm gonna be your pivot. I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you what you need. I think the problem with Houston is they play zero D. <laughs> like zero, zero. And then when D. it comes to the playoffs, yeah, zero D. You got it. It slows down a little bit. You got to play. They just don't. It's not Dan Tony's nice outfit. Yeah, <laughs> and they don't have no shooters yeah. either for his it's offense. Cool, I think this year, they don't have more at all, man. They got too many dogs over there. Yeah, yeah. They got too many dogs for rebounding. They got dudes that's gonna get off in your jersey. They got some dudes that'll give you a whole bunch of buckets. They got dudes off the bench. There's dogs. So they, they got a whole man. It's a dog river's an animal. Sheesh. Come on, Lou over there doing his thing. That's, that's, why that's why I'm going Clippers, I think. It's it's tough over there. All right, All right Walker. Uh let everybody know how they can find you, man. Social oh, media yeah, contact, on, whatever. On Instagram on Instagram it's in walk eight. N W A L K eight. And on Facebook is my name, the Charles Walker N E S H A R D. Walker, W-A-L-K-E-R, and that's where I'm at, man, Instagram and Facebook. All right, appreciate you, man. We're going to have to have you on in a couple more weeks. Stay off the, stay out of them blue crabs out there in Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> for, for sure. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We got to get a little bit of football in and um, discuss how how you didn't pick the Nationals to win it all in the World Series. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is 1100 AM. We'll be right back. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Don, the D and DNA. Make sure you check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time through TuneIn Radio, iRadio Now, and iHeartRadio. And make sure you check out DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than just a Hawks, Falcons, or Braves fan, get the latest and greatest sports news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NCAA, and NFL news and highlights. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan-style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta, 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life.
Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Hailing from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. Have you been looking for a radio station that gives you sports? I don't believe it! It's a touchdown! Entertainment? Are you not entertained? And other special interest talk shows? Well, isn't that special? All on one app? Yo, that's dope. What app is that? It's the real 1100 AM app for WWE. Grab it for free in your Google Play or Apple App Store today. DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWE 1100 AM. Hello and welcome back to DNA Sports Talk where we bring the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. Once again, 404-603-8770 is that number to call in. Appreciate Walker calling in. Uh, once again, uh, nwalker08 uh, and... Um, on Instagram and also coaching. What's his information? He had to get up out of here. Do you know? What is uh, social media? Yeah. Uh, what is coaching? Social media. <laughs> I don't know about heart, but. Coach, you ran out too quick, coach. I know, we didn't get you. Uh... Coach for the Georgia Fire, the new ECDL team. East Coast Basketball League. Um, uh, Coach Ken Sinclair, yeah, uh, on Instagram is Coach. Uh, his last name, S-A-M-I-R. And that's how you can find him. Also, on at one Georgia Fire on Instagram and Facebook, Georgia Fire. All right. All right, cool. Um, before, we, um, before we went to break, we were talking about our World Series. Who knew? Who knew you would Nats. have you would yeah the Nats first of all like they were heavy underdogs, but then who knew that nobody would win at home? Nobody. Nats took so, four on the road. Houston took, took three, three on the road. road. And I I gotta tip my hat to the Nationals. Well, before the series started, we had I had said for them to win, they're pitching. Sorcerer and would have to have to go nine innings. Don't leave it to the don't leave it to the um to the bullpen. bullpen. Those got those guys got to put the ball in their hand. They got to hand it off to the closer. There's no in between, and they pretty much did that in all four road wins. The starters took it all the way to the eighth, ninth inning, and even in in game seven, people were questioning why are you going to why are you going to the bullpen because they have been so atrocious. 
you know, in the three games that they lost they at were, home. I, I figured they were about to lose because Strasbourg, to that point, had only had 80 pitches. Yeah. And I'm like, let him go. Yeah. Don't. I mean, he had given up the, the home run. Okay, whatever. And then, you know, he walked the person. Still, let him go. Only 80 pitches. Don't bring anyone in the bullpen, they, but you they, know. they they took a chance on them. So tip the hats off to the Nationals. Um, yeah, I picked I picked the the Astros. You know, Houston's my my uh, second home, surrogate home. I spent time out there. So um, um, and then at the same time, also I like anybody that can beat the Yankees. So <laughs> um, they've handled the Yankees over the last couple of years. Um, but typically, I usually go National League in baseball. Right. Uh, NF- NFC and football, you know, East Coast uh, bias, bias and whatnot. But the Astros, Astros, you know, was a formidable force when you look at them from top to bottom. Then you throw in the four pitches, you know, all starters, all you know, fifteen plus wins. But you knew you couldn't count on Verlander. That joke is not zero for six in yeah, World yeah, Series yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like yeah, Kershaw. Yeah, yeah. Great regular season, season but yeah. playoff. Just can't get it done, done for whatever reason. So, but I was glad to see Scherzer now add World Series to his title. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah. now that solidifies his three Cy Youngs. I want to mm-hmm. say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, Hall he of first Fame ballot, now yeah, first ballot easily yeah, Hall of yeah, Famer now. Yeah, yeah. So once you add that uh, World Series title to it, it solidifies yeah, everything. And then he came back from being injured, right? Hurt to pitch that game seven. Like I said, everything that lined up for everything lined up for Houston to finish this thing off in six. <laughs> everything lined up. They Reverse Braves it. of '96. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> e- e- everything, everything. Everything lined up. So I tip my hats off to the Nationals. So who you got next year? Just off the top. Just uh, as far as just making Houston, it, not Houston. So Houston. Oh, yeah. They're, they're built to win. They young. Yeah. Solid players. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have any contracts coming up right now as of yet. Mm-mm. Well, Garrett Cole is going to be a free agent. But they talking about resigning him. They're talking about, yeah. They, but they, yeah, he, he is a free agent. Yeah, they, but yeah. The, but the, they're, they're trying to get him back. The, 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 Goaling, Cole and Greeky. Now, Verlander, I don't know. They you can know. live without Verlander. Yeah, they can. So, uh, the, the But the mm-hmm. talk is signing Cole. He's going he gonna to go out there and test it, but they, they'll bring him back. Um, same thing with uh, Strasburg. Strasburg said no to the um, to to the Nationals as far as signing a deal, and he tested well, the he, he got to opt out. Opt yeah, out. and I, I don't blame him. Yeah. Strike while the iron is hot. Yes. And I wind up in Philadelphia. He's, he's a World <laughs> Series MVP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, his his contract uh, at four years, a hundred million left. So if he's was going to average twenty five million, how much do you think he can get? In free agency, 170, 27 million a year, no, 28. I, I thought he'd 30. get 170 million over five years. And go where? Where Chicago? Oh, we love no, to have them. Them kind of numbers, you got to go to. You, big they market. all, they all big markets. That's Dodgers. L.A. That's L.A. That's Dodgers. Chicago. Could be that's San New York. The San Diego they spit that money on uh, Manny Machado, gotcha. a bat, but they never spit anything on pitching. So now you add a a pitcher with a batter. Yeah. Build a little foundation. Correct. Got Nationals, you. well, they might have some money after Bryce Hopper robbed them. National, no, Nationals going to do what y'all... I mean, uh, Philly. Nationals going to do what Kansas City did. They're going to ride this for about three three to five years. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to ride it. You know, you, your, your background is the, the uh, Montreal Expos. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's your history. You ain't never, you never been your first time to the World Series, so you want to know. You ride this, and you got a strong fan base, so you can ride. You can ride this for a few years. And the players are encouraged to go to where the money is. Yeah. So it looks. I I would. I think he's going to end up somewhere like the Angels or something. Yeah, that's yeah. possible. Yeah. Uh, Matter of fact, they would yeah. overpay because they need to get the best war guy. That's right. Trout. In the league, Trout. He ain't smelt October, so I can see them overpaying for a pitcher. You know, I you know at the end of the day, I can see them signing that check, and that would be the reasoning, and I would understand that. And 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 Anaheim is getting your old your old skipper from Chicago, Joe they, Madden. Joe Madden. So they would be kind of saying, you know what? Hey, in the next two to three seasons, we would expect to be in contention for a World Series when you put those three things together. Uh, a skipper, you got a, the best player in the league or a top right. five player top in the league player. and now possibly a top five pitcher in the league if he was to go to, to Anaheim. Right. Um, college football, who do you like this week? Alabama, LSU? I was going to say LSU until I started seeing players getting kicked off the team, you know, prior to the game. You never want to have that kind of, you know, going on where you got no, everybody's not focused because you're, right. you're losing guys due to you know, non-football things. Um, um, and even when I was going to say LSU, it would be cl- a close game. But now you're losing guys on the defensive end. Alabama seems to be that type of offense where no matter who you plug in that quarterback, they got burners on the on the outside. They got they got right. speed. So, and it's at home. It's at home. That's the only reason. Um, so I'm gonna go. What I'm, top reason? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Alabama. Yeah. I gave LSU a marginal chance before, but nah, this I don't think it'll be too close now. I think uh, I know the spread is right now six and a half. I got Alabama by fourteen, at least. I say more of a, a thirty seventeen maybe. Yeah, I, I think I think LSU will keep it close. You know, it'll be it'll be a good game, first half. Um, low scoring then I think uh, second half Alabama gets, gets into the rhythm and you're impressed with Georgia's win over Florida in the swamp um, I mean in the um, big cocktail party in Jacksonville um yeah I, I was I was more impressed with from than anything right um I again I tell you when I watch Georgia now I watch Georgia only for one reason I watched I watched them to see what Kirby Smart is going to do, do. And is he coaching to beat Alabama or is he just coaching to win a game? And I think maybe in this game he kind of realized some things, you know. He, he, he put a, put together a, a game plan and executed it all the way through. So, um, so I, it, an impressive win, impressive win. Who's the best coach at Florida State? They got fired. Uh, they fired Willie Taggart after going four and five. I can understand he fired him after what were they, one and four at the time. But they got a few more wins under their belt. What are you? What are you? Rumor is they needed twenty million dollars to buy him out. So maybe yeah, it took it a while. between seventeen and twenty. Yeah, it took a while to to, to what gather the, those twenty million dollars. The, the boosters had to get the money together. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I, that's why did, he get, didn't get fired four weeks ago. But I, I, it I, took him a while to get the money together. But I tell you this though, what you, what you always say, you, you got to beat, you got to beat who? Got to beat Florida. Got to beat Miami. Miami. You got to beat your rival. Yeah. They got the money up once. They had the the money on the table on whether or not if he beats Miami, we let him ride the season out. If he loses to Miami, we'll buy him out with with whoever's money. <laughs> Your boy Lane Kiffin throwing his hat into the ring supposedly. Has so Lane he, has Lane gotten over that stigma 
No. Yeah, no. I don't think Lane's no. a good. I don't think Lane's a good head coach. He's a good offensive coordinator, but I wouldn't. Put, I, I would never give him another head coach. At, as a Florida State fan, I, I can't allow that. You can't allow. <laughs> I don't want Lane Kiffin. I don't want Mike Leach either. I was about to say Mike Leach. What about Stoops? No. No, no. Stoops. So no, had, nobody with the last name Stoops. Les Miles. From Kansas? No, he, he can stay over there. I don't. I don't need bad clock management issues from Les Miles. <laughs> let, 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 let me let, let me say you a Florida State fan. Let me ask you I, I, this year I had really is the talent in Florida State not like it used to be. There, right? there's talent in and the skill positions, especially running back yeah. and receiver, but not the offensive line. The reason, like when when Jameis was there and won a national championship, not only were the skill positions great but the offensive line was great too. And in the subsequent years, we haven't recruited good offensive linemen. We've yeah. had even had good defensive players. They all at, US, mm-hmm. they all at UCF. <laughs> they go to UCF, they go to <laughs> South Florida. Where they, they go to South Charlie Florida. Tom. They go, they go so, to FIU. So, 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 so everybody you just named outside of maybe Les Miles, to me is not a good recruiter. And I think the, 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 the thing that you need for a head coach in, in, some, in certain states, the coach got to come in and shut the state down. That's tough so, to do in Florida. Or at least, well, you, gotta, at least you at least have to get your your, your area. Your area, yeah. correct, correct. Nobody should be leaving Tallahassee. Right. Nobody or, should or, be leaving Tallahassee. Or, like, or South Georgia. Or, yeah, yeah, correct. Or South Georgia. I was yeah, about right, to say. Right. Valdosta. That area. Bainbridge. <laughs> you, you, can, you can go all the way down to right about that. Tifton. <laughs> what's, that, what's that area right, right above Miami? What's that, you know, there's that. There's that Tampa? Nah, he no, Temple be, is no, he, more he, going west of Miami. But he should be able to, to lock that off, too. Before you get to Orlando, because Orlando starts the central Florida. That's Yeah, whatever that gray area, like if it was the battleship, that gray area, that peaceful area, that, that makes kids can go 50-50. Some can wind up down in, 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 in Duval and wind up down in University of Miami or something wind up in Tallahassee. But I, I think... You should be tapping into Jacksonville I think I think, I think... Nobody should be going to UCF. UCF is what I'm trying to say. No yeah, one. Your, well, your, I know UCF has only lost one game in the last two years. No, so but I get it. Bro. I would say. But they're recruiting two and three star guys. Okay. But Fair. like as far as the five star guys, you shouldn't. They shouldn't be choosing Central Florida or right. Florida gotcha. State. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Gotcha. Or, right. or 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 South Florida. Or South, or South Florida. Florida. Now speaking of, can you get the coach from uh, UCF? Because uh, he, he, no. Well, UCF Charlie is Charles uh, at, uh, South, at South Florida. I'm talking about oh, the UCF, UCF um, coach. Who is that UCF? He showed me he can oh, play. Uh, Josh Heupel. He, Josh Heupel, he, yes. he showed me he can play. He, he can coach and, and take on the, 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 the spotlight. It, it's possible Auburn, with Josh Heupel, you know? but this is his first year. Well, second year. Second year. Second year. Um, Charlie Strong, I don't, I don't know. No, I don't want Strong. I want the guy from UCF. Well, but I think I think the guy that they're probably going to go after is Mike Norvell from Memphis. Yes, uh, I, I forgot about him too. Ex- yeah, explosive, they had him on the uh, like an explosive offensive yeah. coach, Who, and that put, has been really the struggle under and, Taggart. Like the offense has struggled. Yeah, they put hands on SMU over the weekend. See, that, that's that's going to even in a prime time game, even more. in a prime time game, and Memphis beat Memphis in the two games the last couple of years. That UCF Memphis game has been for all the marbles, and they put up points on both sides. So it's not like he, you know, he didn't show up. The Memphis head coach. That's what I'm saying. If you're gonna, to me, if you're gonna, if you Florida State, 
I'm on the way you keep the smaller you gotta, schools. You gotta, you gotta recruit, but then you gotta maybe take their coaches too. So you know they do it in basketball all the time. VCU was doing too well. What did Texas do? Yep. Come on, Shaka. Shaka's Come smart. on over here. Let me cut the check. I know VCU can't pay you, so let me bring you on right. over here. Why wouldn't Florida State be looking at? You I know, mean, if you look at the, the so you look at someone from a group of five from yeah. the group of five conference to bring in. Right. Like as far as the the big five. You're not going to – I don't think it, – it's harder to get a coach from there unless it's – as far as prestige, it's a bigger yeah. – it's a I don't, step up. Right. I, don't, I don't like the coaches from the Big Five. I don't I, I don't like recycling the same guy. Look at Texas a they do it all the time. I know, but they, they recycle – now you went to Texas A&M. And they ain't doing squat. But Texas, <laughs> Texas A&M is a, is a school that they weren't really that big of a deal in the Big 12. And they were kind of in the middle. Came. Yeah. Oh, and, then, and then and then Manziel okay. when they had you know and Kevin Sumlin, Kevin Sumlin but right. now now that they're in the SEC, not only they're trying to compete with Texas and TCU in their own state, yeah, right. But they're also they're you know they're competing with Alabama yeah, a, yeah. and Auburn and, and Georgia right. and quite as kept they're competing with Houston as well, yeah, because Houston yeah. has a what every two three years they'll put up an eleven and one record, yeah. So you have that to we'll contend with as well. But in yeah. Te- Texas A&M hasn't really been that school as far as a contender for even their conference title. So they went after Jimbo because they're probably tired of people from Texas and TCU and Houston talking about them. Uh, NFL, um, last night's game, excellent game, Baltimore, New England. What did they say, more about Baltimore or more about New England? They said more about Baltimore. Lamar Jackson. Actually, that a, one play, the one play that summed it up for me, oh, with about twenty-five yard line. He two guys. He, it looked like he was dead in the water. Yeah. How he got out of it? I watched it like five times. I still don't know how he escaped. It, it, it said more about Baltimore. You already know how I think of football. Is to me the two things you got to do: run the ball, stop the run. But Baltimore adds a little bit more. When you can do those two things, they smack you in the mouth. That's their mentality. They've always been that way. You know what I mean? They're gonna they're gonna line up. They're gonna point to us, point to a spot in the field. We're gonna run the ball there, and if you can stop it, okay. But then if they realize you can't stop it, they see blood in the water. They will keep doing it over and over and over again. And their defense, they the last couple of years the defense kind of fell off a little bit, but they they've done well in the draft and they've done also well in free agency. And so, yeah. you know, we're getting Earl Thomas and guys like that. Came up with a huge interception. Um, yeah. Basically sealed the game in the fourth quarter. Yeah, so they, they bring pressure. They, they're not afraid to, and they continue to bring pressure. They're not afraid if you get us you get us one time, you get us two times. We're going to keep bringing up the, the, the odds are in our favor to bring pressure. And if you look at, if you look at, if you look at New But even England, with New England, the one tough game was against Buffalo, right? Other yeah. than that. The Jets win. Uh, Dolphins. Dolphins. Right. Win. They didn't. It wasn't a, a good team that they played outside of Buffalo. I mean, this this so year. They now got, they played Washington, Miami, right. the, the Jets, Jets twi- the Jets twice. twice already. Right. Um. Um. Who is it? Because they were eight and no. Now I can't. Since the. It's some other. The Dolphins. Giants. They played the Giants. The, Gi- yeah, the Giants. The Browns. The Browns. Speaking of, they should Washington, fight. Washington, Bill, uh, yeah. Steelers. Yeah. My bad, Steelers, at, when everybody well, when was hurt. hurt. Right. That was the first game of the season when they beat the Steelers, though, wasn't it? That was yeah, that's the first, yeah. first game. game of the season. So that's, that's a toss-up. You don't know what you're going to get. Dolphins, Jets, Bill, so that's their own division. Yeah. Right. 
then uh, Redskins, yeah. Giants, Jets again. And the Redskins, Giants, Jets all combined got about two wins or three wins. And then combine all those games, I, I think they scored 17 points. Yeah, I mean, so. <laughs> There's 21, but. <laughs> but who's counting yeah. the other one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, so yeah, so they, it still says more about, to me now, the bad thing I feel about Baltimore is I already know how this season is probably going to wind up playing out. Baltimore will win the, in, in the AFC North. Yeah. But because, to your point about the Patriots being in a weak division, they'll wind up probably with the home. best. They had the best record all the way through. Easily. And now you already know the one thing about Belichick. You've seen him twice. twice. He's going to see you twice. Everything, you know. He's made, he's, he's made adjustments already. Already. Oh, yeah. Yeah, already. Today. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right yeah. after the game. Yeah, yeah he, he already did. made adjustments. So, yeah. you know, the, the like what I saw out of Baltimore yesterday or these last, these last two or three weeks, Baltimore's a Super Bowl contender. They are. They just got to go to New England. But they got to go. You know they're going to have to go to New England. And it's always hard to beat a team twice. And it's definitely hard to beat uh, Belichick twice. Uh, Miami got their first win. So it looked like the Cincinnati Bengals are the only team that hasn't won a game. And they're sitting in the first seat for the first draft pick right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, talking about in that division of the AFC North, uh, Cleveland. Look they, horrible. Should, they, they should fire Freddie uh, Kitchens today. Baker Mayfield is not the answer. No, no, Baker Mayfield is fired. Cleveland should have kept Greg. Kitchens over his head. Yes, yes. He's, he, he, way, he's, way he's drowning. He's drowning. They should have <laughs> kept. They should have kept Greg Williams. Yeah. The way they ended last year, and I know Greg Williams still has this cloud over his head from the the bounty gate and all that or whatever. But the proof was in the pudding, the way those guys played Play for, him. for him. Kitchen is drowning. And he wasn't ready for the circus that he's going to get out of Odell. And but Lent. Odell hasn't really been a circus. Though. And That's he still hasn't part. been ready for him. That's my point. He's, I mean, but he still. We haven't seen New like, York Odell yet. Yeah, they, can't yeah. get him, they can't get him the ball. He had, what, six targets, five catches the other day? For he get, he, close to 80 yards? He's one of those receivers that believes he's open every oh, time. time. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't he though? A lot of times, a lot of times, but ninety-five percent of the time, he really is. Uh, what does it say about Mike Tomlin? Oh, he's good. He's. I was hard on. Everybody was ready to fire I, Mike Tomlin. Well, I wasn't ready to fire him. I was yes, hard. you were. You no, were ready no, to fire him. I was man. no. What I said about Mike Tomlin was the last couple of years. I was like, how long is he going to last? Because I knew he had lost the team. Two years ago, when he had to get rid of, but he um, got rid of Le'Veon Bell. Well, before and um, Antonio Brown. I'm talking about before that, the season before that, when oh. uh, when he had to get, you know, he had they had to let um, what's the young the um, wide receiver um Brown? No, no, no. The other wide receiver from two years Mike ago. Mike Wallace. Wallace, and then this, that same season they got rid of Wallace, and they had to get rid of um, oh, I can't call the guys. There was name. so many of them. They had uh, Darius Hayward Bay, Sammy Coates. Uh, he, he, he answered my question. Uh, Emmanuel all, Sanders. You know, all the receivers, you know, that he kind of, you could just tell he was losing, he was losing control of the team. Now, I come to find out, part of that reason was Brown was, was, Brown the, main, was, the, was the, cancer, the cancer in there. But to your point again, you know. The fact that four, they are, what, 400 right now? 500. They're 4 and 4. Are they 4 and 4? Yeah, they won yesterday. Or 4 and 5, regardless. No, they, four, they, they are 4 and 4. Yeah, they're four and four. And the Terry can't kick. They gotta go ahead and cut him in the application of the loss. I mean, he missed yeah, the he missed the old he missed the old school extra point. Right. Yeah. He, he didn't miss the new. He missed the, the old one. He missed the old one. So um um, 
But he's four and four, kept everybody together. You lose your quarterback, um, your star quarterback. You lose Ben Roethlisberger. You, what you, you know, expect at that point? You don't have Antonio Brown. You don't have Le'Veon Bell. So your core group of, of, you, of you players gotta, are gone. You got to give him credit for, as far as like, I mean, you could you should consider him for coach of the year. Yeah, really. He's played three different quarterbacks, and yeah. now he's he's grabbing running backs off the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if he winds up eight and eight. I actually, he, I, I got he, him he in needs his to be considered. He needs no, to be I don't. Considered. I don't think they. Either way, I don't think he will be fired. One, because no. that's not what the Steelers do. But two, now you can't find him because maybe somebody would have them four and four. Right. <laughs> so in this that, scenario, even further. For me, like you don't you don't fire him, yeah. right? Uh, but you do have to see what you have with Mason Rudolph or draft a quarterback for the future. That's see their next step. Only undefeated team is still the San Francisco 49ers. And that ain't gonna last for the next two weeks. You see their schedule down the street? They got Seattle. Yeah, they got uh, Rams. Yeah. They got uh, Ravens. They got the Saints. They got the Packers. <laughs> the Packers. Packers. Oh, they, that's. That will be short lived. Well, I was surprised at how bad the Packers played. I know it was a 26 11 loss. They would do for one. They do for a bad they game. They do for one. They would do for one. You would have thought Aaron Rodgers were hurt. They would do it for shows one. The, the Chargers are more talented than their record states. Yeah. And they've yeah. been that for the, the whole, years. Rivers, <laughs> Rivers, years. Rivers' whole career. This Pretty is, much. This is, this, is the, this is the Chargers that we were used to from last year. They'll, they'll start off slow and then finish the year on a seven seven game winning streak. Getting the playoffs and losing the first round of the wild card. This is what's going to happen to the Chargers. <laughs> uh, quickly, I got to give a shout out to Atlanta United. Uh, unfortunately, they lost their match to uh, Philly. Philly, thank you. Um, it's amazing for a new franchise. First year you make the playoffs, second year championship, third year you're in the Eastern you, Conference Finals. You go deep, yeah. To go that far and you're only three years in existence, you're selling out the arena as if you're over in Liverpool or London or somewhere else. You know, you're setting staggering numbers as far as attendance that, you know, rivals, yeah. you know, man use mm -hmm. across the pond. So congratulations to Arthur Blank on, on picking a winner no, no, with no. that one. I, so I'm gonna, <laughs> now I'm going to say Because this. he had to do his due diligence to know not to bring hockey back, but to I'm gonna, see the need to... Go with uh, soccer. I'm gonna get some hate mail today, so I'm not giving Arthur Blank the credit for the uh, United. I'm gonna give whoever he hired to put together the United team. But still, I man, I know it's his money, it's but, his I, money. but right. I, I, I ain't giving him credit. Uh, I'm gonna man, give him credit behind the people that put the team together. Uncle Arthur like that, man. Until he get these soccer straight, <laughs> <laughs> he ain't getting no credit. Well, they won a game. They want to buy, so they did good this week. Falcons did great. They want to buy. They win next week. No. <laughs> they got the Saints. They got the Saints this coming week, right? No. Yeah. Week after, right? I thought I thought they had the Saints Thanksgiving week. That's the week after. They got no, Jacksonville I, this week, don't they? I thought they have the Saints this week, and then of course they have them. Um, yeah, they have the Saints. Yeah, they got the Saints this week. There. Oh my bad. Oh, they the, go. They the, go they, there. Thanksgiving and then is coming. Yeah, the second so, time something. So they almost got them back to back. I got yeah, my bad. Got, okay. They go okay. Saint, uh, Saints then Panthers. Yeah, they're gonna be. Uh, that's how you take two L's. Rough year. Rough year, yeah, <laughs> rough year, yeah. Y'all Very three, rough year. Three and thirteen or two and fourteen? Three and thirteen. They beat Jacksonville and Tampa once? Maybe. They got five straight division games. Correct. And then the 49ers. And then Jacksonville and Tampa to finish the season. They'll probably win the last two, because neither one will be playing for anything at that point. Yeah, Jacksonville, no Tampa. Mm -hmm. 
I think they actually played the Saints tough for about a half this coming Sunday. Yeah. Because I, mean, I, I, I heard that weekend. he, um, Raheem, he let him start um, coaching some of the DBs this week We're during the break. Well, I told you and he starts switching he gave, he gave, people around. He's giving everybody, uh, he giving everybody was, resume points. Yeah. With the Falcons record. One and eight. He giving he giving everybody he giving everybody resume <laughs> starters you know I, so you can put in your resume that you, you coach that, that, that you, you coach, coach this that's, that, so everybody gonna get a turn to do something well that career builder looking good indeed.com I'm gonna give him an idea I'm gonna give him an idea how to sell tickets let the winningest let, let a fan come down and, and call a play <laughs> <laughs> I buy a ticket just a random fan if you come you buy a ticket. You, play. you might, might be, you might be able to call the play. I just wanted the headset. That too. Can listen. I at least when I call the play? Can I at least have the headset on so I can hear? Listen, listen, listen. Let me upstairs. Let me see what's going on with hey, the with we, the office coordinator. We got to get up out of here, <laughs> Mr. Pars. Let everybody know once again this Saturday how they can reach you, how they can reach the Georgia Fire. Uh, this Saturday, uh, Georgia Fire's final tryout uh, at Washington High School. Registration is from 3 to 3.45. The official tryout is from 4 to 7. You can find me, my personal Instagram, Paul the Great 300. That's P-A-U-L-D-A, great, G-R-E-A-T, 300. Then one at one Georgia Fire. Uh, Facebook, Georgia Fire. Uh, Facebook for me is Paul the Great as well. And you also can find us on Twitter at One Georgia Fire. Thanks for having me. Hey, hey. anytime, bro. Anytime, man. Anytime. Finally got you here, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> you find DNA Sports Talk on Twitter, DNA Sports Talk on Instagram, DNA Sports Talk on Facebook, DNA Sports Talk on Snapchat. Reach us directly, DNA Sports Talk at Gmail. Website www.dnasportstalk.com. Back in next Monday on WWE 1100 AM. See y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWE AM 1100, iRadio Now, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so.